0: When I say that, obviously it creates chaos at origin because they're like, Sarah, you know that's not how price that's not how price works. It has nothing to do with cost. Nobody cares uh how much it costs us to do A, B, C, or D. They just want to look at the New York price and a Mm. differential.
1: Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode four of a five-part series where we are talking about selling more green coffee for a better price. And Sarah, today we're going to talk about how the price of coffee is calculated. So over to you. Tell us how the price of coffee is calculated. (laughs)
0: Thanks. It sounds like it's it's a it's a tricky question because yeah. you can tackle it from so many different angles. Um, the short answer, um, and maybe a, a simplistic one, if you allow me to 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 open with that, is um, looking at the pricing from the perspective of a green coffee exporter. Right, mm-hmm. you have to consider uh, the, the cost of your collection, so how much money you pay for farmers. Cherries, parchment, whatever it is, you have to calculate cost of production, uh, you know, processing, running a washing station, storage, and so forth. You have to calculate export costs. Um, and then you add a margin to it
1: mm-hmm. because
0: obviously you wanna do this as a profit. So ideally, um what we advise most organizations is have this price structure for yourself very well figured out so that every season you know what your ideal sale price is. It it, it could be $5 per pound. It could be $1.50 per pound. It doesn't matter. You look at all your costs, you build your margin, and that's your ideal price. So the objective for the new season is to get as close as possible to that price. Now,
1: Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors.
0: When I say that, obviously, it creates chaos at origin because they're like, Sarah you know that's not how pri- that's not how price works it has nothing to do with cost nobody cares uh how much it costs us to do a b c or d they just want to look at the new york price and mm. a differential and that's all people care and that's where i get into an argument i was like one thing is understanding your cost structure to determine your ideal sale price mm-hmm. and then you deal with um how how coffee contracts are negotiated and the price reference that the industry uses. You got to do both, right? So mm-hmm. you do your cost structure analysis. You know what your ideal sale price is. Now let's look at the C market and see where the, the C market is, right? <laughs> it's 180, it's 150, it's 250, it's It's 97. It's, <laughs> it's 97, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Okay, where is... The, this price today? Mm. And where will this price be when you need to negotiate your um, your contracts? That is a, a risk, price risk analysis that they need to do. Um, and then you look at your differential. The differential, it's a it's a word that, that, that we hear a lot, the different mm-hmm. The differential hides the meaning in itself. It's the difference between mm-hmm. the C market price, which is a commodity price, and the price of a specific lot, Kenya A out of, uh, I don't know, uh, Nieri, um, FOB, Dar es Salaam, right? Mm-hmm. That's the difference between that price and the C. That's the differential. That's what it is. So you're like, oh, the differential, nobody knows a differential. Yeah, nobody knows a differential because there is no price discovery mechanism for uh, the differential like there is for the C because for the C price, coffee is just standard it's one quality it's one volume it's it's everything is standardized. so you have to juggle these two your cost structure and then managing um, the pricing uh, when you are uh, pricing especially if you uh, a large exporter then you have no choice you have to look at the C and you look at the differential and then you play. There is then always a margin. Of <laughs> then you play. Yeah. You know why? Because it's like, imagine, imagine, I always tell the, the guys that I work, imagine you're on a ship, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, at the end of the day, you will encounter big waves and you will encounter small waves. It doesn't matter that you ride all the waves perfectly. The most important thing is that at the end of the day, you get to your destination. Mm. That is the most important thing. Some contracts, you're going to negotiate very well, and you're going to make more than what you were hoping. And other contracts, you are pricing it horrible because you either do that or you just leave the contract on the table and you don't sign it. So then it's Mm -hmm. up to you. And a lot of people, this is what folks um, folks do all the time. So what is your ideal sale price? And what can? How close can you get with the tools that you have? Fixed price contracts, open price contracts, hedging if you can, um, using options if you can. That's how coffee is is priced. Now we can spend a whole episode to learn how the C market works, but unless you're really doing trading and and you are signing contracts, you don't really need to go into the 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 the, the, the nitty gritty. Um, nitty-gritty of it, um, I I, I believe. Uh, But, of course, these guys do. They need to understand it. Mm. But that's how it's priced. What drives the sea? Ooh, everything. Can we spend
1: some time talking about that? Can you give people just a very general understanding of what the sea is? And then we can start talking about speculators and traders and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, so – basically um, the 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 c is the international price for coffee um, under the commodity market so coffee is a commodity it's traded as a commodity and it's a standardized product in terms of volume um quality and and so forth um like any markets, the the C market has buyers and sellers, and mm. they are constantly either buying or selling coffee on on this market. And of course, it's done digitally. So this market looks at the supply and the demand, how many buyers, how many sellers, and finds the perfect price. This mm. is, you know, in an ideal world, in a perfect capitalist world, this is the perfect price. Is that's why the C is important. It's a price discovery um, mechanism. Mm-hmm. Now you say supply and demand, but the supply and demand is driven by people and mm-hmm. people are not always rational. So of course, buyers and sellers that operate in this market drive their purchasing or their selling um, a decision based not only on, on what happens in this green coffee trade bubble but they look at other things they look at microeconomics they look at geopolitics they look at weather. covid they look at weather We're in ukraine right every time anything any news of weather comes out of brazil the market reacts right away <laughs> why because it's people and yeah. people have emotions and react and the market reacts very fast that's 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 what it is now most people use the sea to uh not to really buy or sell coffee only a percentage of Mm. the coffee traded in the sea actually turns into roasted coffee most of the time it's just a hedging mechanism what do i mean by that let's say for example that i am uh, i am uh, i'm a green coffee producer uh i need to export coffee and you're uh you're a roaster uh lee and um and you, we want to enter into a contract, but I don't have any coffee yet. Um, we're thinking about delivering coffee to you in about six to nine months from now, because you need, to, you need to do your planning. You need to know that, you know, my coffee will arrive at your warehouse at this time. So we're negotiating now. What is the challenge for me? Is that I need to negotiate a price with you today mm-hmm. for a harvest that even hasn't started. I have no coffee in my warehouse. I don't know um, what, the, what the price of collection will be in three months time. So a lot of the times I speculate, right? I say, well, to give you Coffee Lee nine months, I can probably, you know, let's do a fixed price of $2. And I think that's gonna be okay. Most of the time it's gonna be okay until one day it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, price skyrockets, shortage of coffee everywhere. All of a sudden the sea market jumps. And I'm thinking, I don't care what the C does. I already have a contract for $2 with Lee. Who cares? Right? Mm-hmm. Then harvest comes. What happens? Because the market is high, the price of cherry is also high. I already signed a contract with you. I've committed a $2, but now the price, my cost structure has changed completely because mm-hmm. I thought I could buy parchment for a dollar and then the rest is, is, is all, you know leftover for me and my cost and my margin now all of a sudden to buy cherries it cost me two dollars now i'm i'm screwed right i'm like oh my god your cogs are out of control yeah i'm like there's no way i can deliver a coffee at two dollars for lee because my costs here are just crazy so what do i do this is a perfect storm that's Mm -hmm. when we hear cooperatives can deliver coffee or they're gonna call you hey lee how about we renegotiate the price? And of course, you're gonna be like, "There you go. We had this when we spent weeks negotiating. Now you're calling me. You want to renegotiate? This is, and then it, all these, how can I say, um, uh, common places or stereotypes start mm-hmm. popping up. Mm-hmm. These are not reliable. You know, mm-hmm. always changing on me and blah blah blah. And on the other side, they're like, "But you wanted, you wanted a price nine months ago. I gave it to you. I tried my best, Bob. Would I? How could I have known?" Right. In a situation like this, um, bigger organizations, the 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 more at stake, the more you can't afford to have these risks. So what mm. you do, you hedge, meaning that you go in the C market and you basically do the take. You hedge your risk. Now, how does Something it work? Goes. Go on. So if I am selling. To you, Lee, um, in the real world, what mm-hmm. I'm gonna do in the C market, I'm gonna take an equal and an opposite position. So I sell to you. I become a buyer on the and the in the financial world, mm-hmm. and eventually that position will be offset later when I deliver to you and I get paid by you. Then I will uh, I will I will sell this back. Um, in the sea, so the sea is just a, a mechanism where I do exactly the opposite what I do in the real world, and that allows me to completely kill price risk. Um, that's what I do. The other point that I could do, I just buy uh, price insurance, which is another way to go about it, just like any car insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if if, for example, my uh, the the price of collection is way higher than what I estimated, I have insurance, and the insurance is gonna pay me out. So Which is another hedge right? Way. Yes, it's a different financial tool we, The first one that I mentioned was futures contract where mm-hmm. you basically take an equal and opposite position if I'm a buyer in the real world, I'm a seller mm-hmm. and vice versa or I buy insurance. Those are the two options yeah everybody hedges if you're an importer and you're not hedging you're you're you are you have a you short runway. Own- <laughs> 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 or maybe you deal with very small volumes and you only right. do direct trade, right? right? But if you want to start moving hundreds of containers and you want to start serving some of the bigger chains, you know, like the Curies and the Nespresso's mm-hmm. and the you know the 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 Dunkin' Donuts, you're gonna have to hedge. Everybody hedges. Um, all the importers and all the uh, large importers hedge. Um, it's almost impossible to survive without hedging.
1: Right. That was by far the most fantastic explanation I have heard yet of how coffee is priced. Thank you for for the, the conciseness of that explanation. And it sets us up perfectly for the next discussion, the final episode of this series, where we're talking about the challenges of pricing better coffee at better prices. So join us for the last episode in this series, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day.